It was never about selling. It was never about sleazy tactics of trying to get clients. It was simply cracking them open, making a genuine human to human connection. And then if our product could solve their problem, we would just say, here, we have something for you. Would you like to buy it? And it was incredible the amount of people that we converted onto these products and services simply by being kind human beings and creating remarkable experiences for them. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. I'm so excited to be here. You've been on my show before, and it's really cool to be able to sit down with you again on the other side of the mic. Yeah, I'm so excited. We met through Archangel and yeah, like you were saying, I've been on your pod and we had such a great discussion on there. And I'm so happy to have you on today because we have a lot of fitness pros that listen in on a regular basis. And we're going to talk about like how they can find either their first five clients or their next five clients with the marketing strategies that you're going to give us today that they can start implementing right away. And I'm so excited because I think this is very important because from my experience seeing, you know, coaches start up where they've even taken our strong formula certification program, they're so passionate about helping people. And they're so excited because they know they can do it. They have all the information. They know that they can take somebody through this transformation. But what I notice is they don't really know a lot about the business and marketing side of things. And that kind of falls to the waistline. So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm really excited because you're going to give us tips that they can start doing right away. But first, before we get into that, I would love for you to share your journey on how you became a top ranked business and marketing coach. Amazing. Okay. So I'll try to keep this short. It sometimes feels like as you're reflecting back, like there's so many things that brought me to where I am today, but there are certainly a few inflection points that I want to share with everybody listening. So my journey goes back to when I enrolled in holistic nutrition school. Uh, I decided I want to be a holistic nutrition professional. I had such a passion for helping people to change their life through food, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I went to the school, graduated, and I started helping people. And I loved sitting down with people, talking about their diets, making shifts, small changes in their lives, just like a lot of the fitness pros do with their clients and actually seeing results. Uh, but what I also loved doing was diving into the business acumen, the marketing, 
building out my online presence and realizing I don't have to sit in the four walls of an office anymore. This was about eight years ago. I can actually reach people on a global scale. But I really wanted to take my knowledge of business and marketing to the next level. So I spent the next 10 years working in more of a corporate role. Uh, mm. So I went on to work for some of Canada's top health food companies, and I learned a lot about marketing. I was doing community-based marketing. I was doing social media marketing. We were doing traditional print advertising and media relations. But the one area that really lit me up where I saw so much potential for not only my own nutrition business, but for all of my colleagues and peers in the wellness industry is something that I call experiential marketing. It's a whole field. Mm. Um, and what we were doing at the time with the company I worked with was we were traveling around Ontario where I live and setting up these experiences that were branded. And we were like welcoming in people to this pop-up shop or creating conversation or showing up at events and just talking to people, creating conversation that would eventually lead into, hey, we have this product and it can actually solve a problem that you have. And mm -hmm. it was never about selling. It was never about um, like sleazy tactics of trying to get clients. It was simply cracking them open, making a genuine human to human connection. And then if our product could solve their problem, we would just say, here, we have something for you. Would you like to buy it? And it was incredible the amount of people that we converted onto these products and services simply by being kind human beings and creating remarkable experiences for them. And I looked at what a lot of fitness pros and wellness providers were doing and learning all these like complicated click funnels and expensive Facebook ads. And I just wanted to shake them and say, there's a better way. Like you can have a thriving business by being yourself, creating experiences that invite people to learn from you. And then once they experience you, they're like, yeah, where do I sign? Where do I give my credit card to? Because if they have that little transformation, they feel a bit better after a workout with you or they're able to ask you questions about, okay, well, what am I going to achieve when I sign on to a six month contract? All of a sudden the barriers come down. You're not pushing them into buying anything. In fact, they feel really safe and like they can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. So that kind of leads me to where I am today. I exclusively do one-on-one -on -one private coaching with people in the health and fitness and well-being space um, and really guide them through how to build out their marketing plan, uh, mostly using organic marketing strategies and relationship and experiential-based tactics. I love it. And that's like really how, um, you know, Vince and I grew our business is, was just relationship building. Like it was, when we look back, we, I don't think we even knew what we were doing, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now that I, that I kind of analyze it, it was, it was education and relationship building. We never really sold. It just kind of came in organically and we never did any ads. And that's something that you yeah. teach, right? Like no, no ads. Like you can actually do this without having to go down that road of learning ads and, yep. and all that, right. Cause that's a whole other job on its own. And you can actually get results for your clients without doing all of that. 
Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And it's not to say that ads or complicated funnels don't serve a purpose, but not in the early days of your business. This is a time to utilize organic marketing strategies to your benefit, especially when you may not have a huge advertising budget. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just so much we can do. I know the temptation is to sit in your office on your laptop and just be like, okay, how do I set up an ad? How do I retarget people? but we got to get out. <laughs> like we got to get out, get back to the time honored strategies and marketing principles that have existed forever. Right? Like yeah. 200 years ago, how did you find someone to buy bread from? Well, you'd probably go knock on your neighbor's door and be like, do you know who the local bread maker is? And then they'd give you a referral because the product was great. Yeah. There might be a sign up at the local, you know, pantry. Like it's just, there are some simple, simple things that are easy to avoid when we want to just kind of like sit behind our computer and hide. Yeah. But I promise you just that little bit of visibility and relationship building can go a long way in getting you a fully booked roster of clients. I love it. I love it. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, um, my husband, and I have a mastermind we host it every week. And, and one of the clients is like, Oh, I, I haven't, I don't have enough leads. Yeah. And our question is like, well, who have you spoke to today? Like, yeah. who have you reached out to? It can be so simple. And I feel like we're in this world of social media where it's supposed to be social, but we're also hiding behind our screens and almost scared to start that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the first strategies that I would share with anyone listening who's looking for more clients is to simply reverse engineer how many leads you need in order to work with mm. five new clients. And we all have this temptation to think like, oh, I can just remember every interaction I have, or I'll just keep it all in my head. But if you don't have some form of, whether it's a CRM system, which is a bit more complicated, yeah. or just an Excel spreadsheet or Google spreadsheet, or a list on your wall of every single person that you chat with each day, what their main pain point or concern is, and when the last time you connected with them is, mm -hmm. then you're kind of missing out because our brains are overloaded every day. We forget things. So number one, if you don't have an ongoing list set up, I call it a leads tracker, but whatever lingo works for you, um, I would say, make sure you're starting that. And it can be very, very simple name, email, last time you connected with them. And if you want to find five new clients, maybe you think, okay, well, how many discovery calls or initial consultations would I need to have? Well, probably 10 if you're closing about half of the people uh, that you speak with. Well, how many people do you need to connect with in order to get 10 consultations booked? Maybe for you, it's about 20 interactions to lead mm -hmm. to 10 people booking consultations. So you know that every single month, you need to have at least 20 meaningful interactions that lead into, hey, I have this amazing personal training package then that gets you the 10 calls booked or consultations, ultimately five people sign on. And this is just like an ongoing list yeah. that you add to because some people, you know, you plant the seed in March and they don't respond until December when they realize, oh my God, I ate too many cookies and now I want to work with Kelsey or whoever it is. Yeah. So make sure there's some sort of system there that you can track. I promise you there are people you're going to add in that you can eventually turn into paying clients just by being there for them and nurturing them. That's a great, great tip. And to just keep going, like not dwell because some people are going to be ready to buy and some people aren't, like you said, they're going to mm -hmm. probably 
they'll be ready to buy later down the road, but they're still watching everything that you do. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. So such a good reminder. Cause I think the inclination is like, okay, they didn't respond once give yeah. up, but it's like, think of your own experiences. How many times have you had someone follow up with you and you're just like, it's not the right time. And then one day you're like, okay, I need to hire a website consultant. Now let's revisit that conversation yeah. from two years ago. Yeah, exactly. And so we're, I don't know if you just shared one of your strategies right now, yes. but we're going to go into five of the strategies that you can help coaches implement right now to attract their either first five clients or their next five clients. Because when you become a coach, you're going to quickly realize, you know, your friends and family might join right away, but that's going to run out, you know? So you always have to have a strategy to bring in new business and it mm -hmm. it's constant, right? Like, let's yep. be honest. It's constant. We want to retain, of course, but we also, we need to st still bring in new people into our world. So mm -hmm. the floor is yours. <laughs> what would somebody <laughs> start with? What is your number one? I don't know if you just spoke about your number one, but how does, how does somebody, what's a tip that they can implement right now in their marketing strategy? Okay. So first I'm going to start with something really practical that everybody can do. Uh, so we've probably all heard of the word value. Mm. And if you're listening and you're a fitness pro or a service provider in the wellness space, you get paid based on the amount of value that you deliver. And if you can create or solve a problem that is bigger than your price, so I'll say that again, if you can create or solve a problem that is bigger than your price, then five clients are going to see the value in that mm -hmm. enough to say yes. So where we're getting caught up is fitness pros are not conveying the value that yeah. they offer. They just kind of throw together an offer or a package. They put a price of $500 a month on it, but then people are looking at it going, well, what do I actually get when I sign on? Or like, what's on the other side for me? So I want to share just four things that everyone listening, just grab a pen and paper that you can do to instantly double your value. So number one, make sure you have a promise or an outcome that you're communicating inside of the transformations you offer. Okay. So mm. what is awaiting on the other side? Once somebody works for you, don't just tell them all the logistical stuff paint a picture of the promise. Okay. So that needs to be included because that's really valuable. I will pay $10,000 if I know I'm going to achieve said outcome that yeah. I desire. Yeah. Um, the other thing is add some sort of guarantee or start sharing more success stories because with services, it's really hard to wrap our head around. Like, are you the right provider for me? Are you the right trainer for me? I don't know. So if you can say, you know, results guaranteed, because why are people coming to you? They want results. Um, yep. Or if you can share more and more case studies or client testimonials, your value goes way, 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 way up. The third thing that I'll say is make sure you give your clients a time frame. People will pay more or they'll jump on an opportunity if they know there's a start and an end date. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. where we're losing out on clients is saying, sign up with me for a monthly membership. Well, how long am I going to yeah. be on this monthly yeah. membership for? I don't know. I want you to get me results in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to go down the street, hire Vince because he said he can do 
it in 90 days. He can yeah. get me my bikini body in 90 days. So I'm going to hire him. So that's a lost opportunity. If you're not conveying some fast results, uh, or people don't know you. Yeah. People don't know yeah. you yet. So they want to know, okay, how long is this going to be? Cause they haven't experienced you yet. And then if it needs like, for, for instance, for us, when I'm, when I'm getting somebody in fitness model shape, that they want to do a photo shoot, it might not just take three months, yep. but I have a three month commitment because yes. that's enough time to see some results. Now, if the person is loving it and they're seeing the results, then it's like, okay, if you want to achieve this next step of, you know, achieving a photo shoot, it might be a little bit longer, like two or three months more, but they're already in, they're already invested in you. Exactly. And it's just like you said, it doesn't need to be the full transformation. Yeah. Just promise them a few things, things that you can truly help them achieve. Like I'm not a big fan of lying to people, but yeah, yeah. give a time frame and say, we'll get you to this first big milestone by 90 yeah. days or three months. And then of course the relationship exists. So that, and then the fourth thing is ease. So a lot of people have objections when they're about mm -hmm. to hire a trainer or a fitness pro to help them. So is there anything you do differently to make it in less time with less burden to get them the results that they want with more ease? So if you can communicate those four pieces better than anyone else, I promise you the clients are going to choose you over your competition or your peers, because you're actually sharing what's packed in to your offer. So it's the promise, the guarantee, fast results or time limited results and the ease of your packages. So and that's you number actually, one. Yeah. And you, and I love it. I love it so much because you can actually break that those key points apart, like in and, and make them their own posts, you know, like make them part of your whole strategy, yep. but you could, and it's also simple to just share a success story and hitting all those points as well. Right. So you can, you can use, you can use those four strategies in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a good point too. It's like when you're creating your social media content, make a post for each yeah. and combine them all when you're creating case studies. So if mm -hmm. I just helped you, or you just helped me, I'm going to write out a post that kind of shares all of the key milestones we hit, how long it took and what you didn't have to give up in order mm -hmm. to achieve success. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. So let's go on to number two. I'll keep, yeah, uh, let's do it. keep chatting here. If this is helpful. So the next way that you can find your first five clients or your next five clients is something I always get met with a lot of resistance when I say it, but it's to host market research calls. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be so formal, but I also like to just call this get chatty, talk to people. Love it. So I would say when it all comes down to it for this one, let me ask you first, Jenny, have you ever yeah. posted or gone to post something on social media? And all of a sudden you're kind of met with this fear of like, what are people going to think? Like maybe it's something a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And all of a sudden you question the judgment from your followers, from your friends, from your family. And absolutely many times. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time I crack myself open a bit to share something, I'm like, uh, but when it all comes down to it, it's usually one or two people that we're actually fearing judgment from. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe it's like your aunt who has said something rude to you before, or your sister who you've never told this story to. And we try to 
hide a little bit from the people who are in our closest circles. Okay. So going back to market research calls, I think the important thing here is to realize that you already have a network of people that exist around you. You have friends, family, colleagues, just a lot of connections and relationships built up uh, from the past, whatever, decade or two. But the inclination when trying to find clients for your business is like, okay, I want to skip past all of these people. And I just want to start talking to a global audience or start reaching people who are halfway across the world from me. And it's like, but wait, you haven't even told the people who are closest to you what you're up to, who you help and what you do. So the goal here is to simply start messaging people, whether it's on Facebook or whether on Instagram or sending emails and just saying, Hey, I'm putting together this new package. So like try to jazz it up a little bit and it's going to give it a name, (laughs) give it a name. It's going to involve nutrition, fitness. And I'm just looking to chat with a few moms or a few uh, vegans to see if I've got it right. I just want to get some feedback from you. And the good thing is people love providing their opinions on things. So most people, if you send them a nice, simple message that says, I just want 10 minutes of your time to run this by you. They'll say, yeah, for sure. I'd love to help you out. I've been approached like this for many people putting together programs or memberships for entrepreneurs. And they're like, Hey, Kels, can we just ask you, is this something that you would value or no. So the goal is to book at least five of these per month, because the cool thing is when you get into conversation with these people who have accepted uh, some type of market research call with you, you're actually going to get not only a lot of data to figure out how you can better curate your own content to reach people who you'd like to work with, but You're going to be in conversation with people who may have not known about how awesome your services are, who eventually will want to work with you. So just getting on the phone with people, making sure you're always kind of opening up that opportunity for people to jump on a call with you um, and just tracking those people onto your leads list, which I mentioned previously. So really simple way, just say you're doing a project, you need to gather market data, and you know, no strings attached. This is not a sales call, but it's just a way to get into conversation with more people um, and just express that you're curious whether your services would help them. That's awesome. And it's a really great way to just let people know what you're doing, right? Like the, the people close to you and that you're not like selling them or do you want to join this? You're just having an open conversation. And are these conversations separate or are you doing like kind of like a little group? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I would do these one-on-one because some people may not feel comfortable sharing like their deep, dark challenges or pain points uh, with you in a group call. So I would say, just try to reach out one-on-one to people, let them know what you're up to and whether they'd be interested in booking that call with you. Um, And then again, you kind of go through that nurturing sequence of just staying in touch with them. Now, you know, a lot more about them and what their challenges are than you did before. Uh, so just getting on the phone with people and being a genuinely curious service provider, just, Hey, what are your current challenges and seeing if you could solve that problem. Love it. And also helps you set your program up, program up in a way, because you might initially think this is what people want, but then when you talk to a bunch of people, it's not exactly what they want. It's something else. And you can Mm -hmm. kind of gear your program towards, you know, that 
common topic that keeps getting brought up, right? Almost like a beta test for your, for, for your program. Exactly. Yep. And so keep a diary or just a notepad beside you or record these calls because you'll hear the same words coming up Mm. over and over. And something I do is I download the transcripts of all of these market research calls, and then I upload them to this word cloud. You can find free word clouds on the internet. So you upload all the transcripts and then it pulls out all the words that your clients are constantly Mm -hmm. saying, and you'll get so many, um, just like different ways to phrase things that they keep saying to you that maybe you have not been communicating. Uh, and the words that show up the biggest are the ones that all of your potential clients are using. So it's a good little tip. tip. If you're mm-hmm. trying to put your sales pages and your social media marketing into their words and not yours. That's amazing. I love it. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out. Like it's so easily stored. And for all my fellow strong women out there, there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial. And the entire system only weighs 10 pounds. I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys $100 off your purchase. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. Keep going. (laughs) Okay, so my fourth, um, or I guess let's go into the third one. Mm would be to host some sort of challenge that builds community. So I saw this work really effectively when I worked at a studio called Orange Theory Fitness. Have you ever been there? I have. And I had the founder on the show a couple. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. And uh, I have been to Orange Theory, but it's like, it is like, it's such a community, the Mm -hmm. way that they've designed like this, the setup and everything. It's, it's yep. crazy. And and when you go there, it's like, you're, you're like a diehard fan almost, you know, <laughs> when you totally, <laughs> and the funniest thing is, so when I was a trainer there, um, we did this thing every October and it was called hell week. Like what a mm. insane name, but it's exactly as it sounds. It's really hard workouts. And if you're not familiar, it's treadmill rowers, a lot of strength training and TRX. And it was so funny because the moment we announced hell week, <laughs> all of our members who had been ghosting us for like six months, who we hadn't seen in studio, who had been on this fitness craze, and then they dropped off all of a sudden they would return. They would sign up for hell week, even though it was the most brutal workouts of the year, but we created so much excitement around this challenge. It's just an eight day challenge, eight days of your life 
you're going to probably lose a bunch of weight, feel a bit stronger, eat healthier as a result of being part of this. There's prizes at the end. There's community. There's email encouragement. This challenge got people back in the studio, feeling Mm. the energy of the product, right? And ultimately, what did they do? They all renewed their memberships. We had a great sale for like an annual renewal at the end. And so going back to uh, what I was saying at the beginning of experiential marketing, what if we could create a small multi-day experience for our clients, just like Orange Theory does on a bigger scale. They do a hell week and then they sign annual memberships. Well, maybe a fitness pro could do a three-day free boot camp in the park, or maybe they do um, some sort of like nutrition challenge with fitness and it's hosted online. And this could be free or it could be um, paid, but maybe a lower price. The goal is just to bring a bunch of people in because People love to commit to something like, I'm going to change my life next Monday. Um, (laughs) And they get really inspired when there's community and accountability. So if you can create that experience, whether online or in person through some type of challenge that is relevant to the way in which you can uh, eventually coach that client long-term, it's Mm -hmm. a great way for them to just experience your magic rather than you having to try and convince them to sign on with you. Like just bring them in, show them how awesome of a fitness pro you are. The rest is easy and it's fun to do it in that community setting. I love that idea. And it's also great for your current clients that might just be feeling a little blah or unmotivated to kind of kickstart them to keep going. You know, that's a, that's awesome. That's a Mm -hmm. great strategy. Yeah. I'm writing these down too. (laughs) So now you can brainstorm the challenge that you would like to host next week. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the next one that I want to share is the idea of actually inviting people into Mm. working with you. And so the resistance oftentimes is that, okay, well, Kelsey, now I'm chatting with a bunch of people. I'm tracking them on my leads list. I'm hosting these challenges, but then things kind of fizzle out. And Mm. oftentimes we forget that an invite is often required in order for somebody to say yes, to work with you. And I don't mean like it has to be a formal invite that they receive in the snail mail, but it does have to be Hey, I see you had a lot of success in our challenge. It was so fun getting to know you. I loved that your kids also participated. We're actually starting a brand new training program next Monday. And I think you would be a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Something Mm -hmm. personal, something that actually is an invite that somebody can say yes or no to, because I know it's a lot easier to just post content and shout to the masses on social media, but there's no personal invite in that for me. So even though I may have joined your challenge, I just keep reading your social media and it's like, that's nice. That's nice. Maybe one day I'll work with Jenny. Why not send those private invites via voice note, video note, an email, whatever the best way of communication is and actually personalize it. Now that you have some data points on somebody, like, you know, that they love working out with their kids, you know, that they don't want to do long workouts. It has to be concise. So you can actually personalize it. Let Mm -hmm. them know that you've been listening, you've been watching them and you are keen to help them. 
and then put that into some form of an invite. Again, something else that people, they often resist this time, but I now have an appointment in my calendar every Wednesday from three till 4 p.m. And it's called my invite time. So I actually reach out to people from that leads list. And I just say, here's what I have coming up. Sometimes it's, Hey, I'm hosting a free training or I'm doing a live podcast recording. That's an invite too. It doesn't always have to be into your paid offer, but if you don't invite people to join in on the things that you're doing, sometimes they feel like you're not actually speaking to them through your mass Mm. marketing. So get personal, get chatty. Don't be afraid of the one-on-one conversation because how does a sale actually happen? One person talking to another person, and then you share a payment link and eventually, or you you hand over your credit card machine. Like that's what it's all going to boil down to. Somebody needs to actually make the transaction. Mm -hmm. So we have to get into those one-on-one conversations. Otherwise there's not a lot of movement and people are not constantly thinking about your business. So don't be afraid to slide in there, be genuine, be kind and, and create more of those invitations. And people often want to know what the next step is for them, right? Like they, and they're inundated with so many different things on social. Everybody's mind is kind of scattered these days, you know, scrolling, you know, we work, I work with a lot of moms or with their kids. And so they just want to be told that's how I am now, you know, like even, even when we started working with Gio, he he literally just asked us to join the next group. And we yeah. said, yes. Okay. Cause we know that he gave us so much value, but you often don't think about like, okay, what the next step is. You want to be told what the next step is. Like, that's yeah. how I am. And, and people are like that, you know, cause they're so inundated with stuff every single day. They just want to be told. And so if you're not reaching out and basically telling somebody, okay, this would be the next step for you. You're missing out on a lot of business and and growing your client list. Exactly. And like you said, you joined a mastermind just by one person reaching out and saying, (laughs) Hey, I think this is the logical next step for you. And because there was already some form of trust there, you had experienced what the community was. You just said, yes, (laughs) like it it was that easy. He didn't post a (laughs) hundred times on social media. It's just a relationship. Awesome. Okay. And so number five would be the last little tip. These are amazing tips, by the way. Like I said, I'm writing them all down and I'll probably re-listen to this again. (laughs) Number five is a simple one that everyone can activate today. I call it the almanac of relevance. And the goal here is to take a look at your offer, like what you're selling. So maybe it's a monthly coaching package and ask yourself, how is this relevant to what's going on in the world right now? Because Mm -hmm. we often ignore things that are, you know, not uh, in tune with the world or in touch with our current challenges are, and we pay attention to things that are very relevant, whether it's current themes, world events, holidays, upcoming seasons. Mm. For example, right now, instead of just selling monthly coaching, why not sell a, like a summer sizzler monthly coaching or get your beach body ready summer coaching or, um, like summer school (laughs) training, um, make it relevant. And in your messaging, talk about 
how you want to feel this summer and what the outcomes will be come September. Once you've completed your training, you'll be going back to school with the kids. You're going to feel amazing. Um, you'll have all the routines set in place to take care of yourself. So it's the same offer you've always been selling, but you're just slightly tweaking the message to make it a little bit more relevant. Or maybe, you know, right now, people are ignoring their Pelotons. They went through the phase. They did two years with the Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> They're bored as hell with that Peloton bike. They want to get back to training in person. So mm -hmm. the almanac of relevance is starting your Instagram post or starting a blog with, are you feeling kind of lonely? You're still doing your workouts by yourself. You haven't left your house in two years. I want to get us all back together starting June 1st. And we're going to do an in-person summer boot camp. And it's time to add in a few new workouts to the mix, anyways, because your body has adapted to the Peloton. So let's all do this together. Let's get back into community. Again, same offer you've always been selling, but you're just kind of applying that relevant, the thought processes in your clients' yes. minds. Now yep. you're just speaking them. So ask yourself, what can I say today that is really relevant to the people that I am trying to work with? I love that. And we just actually did that within the strong girls community. We have, um, I have coaches that they ran a summer shred. And so yeah. a lot of their clients that were already on with them were like, I want to be part of this summer shred. They're like, you're already doing it. It's, it's still the same coaching program. We yeah. just came up with the name you know, to attract, like you said, a relevant time for people yeah. and to also make sure everybody feels confident and amazing, like in their bathing suits with their kids, they're not avoiding the camera, stuff like that. But it is very much the same coaching methodology that we've always used. It's just that yeah. twist, that different name. I love that. that. And it was obviously mm -hmm. such a great twist that all your current clients were like, how do we yeah, do it? I'm like, <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Those are the five. That is amazing. I hope everybody like wrote those down. And if you hadn't, you can rewind and, and listen and write them all down because these are strategies that you can do right away. Like you don't need to invest big money into these at all, right? Like you don't have to do paid ads. You don't have to do that. You can just start with hitting these points, inviting people that you already know into a little group or, or booking calls. I feel like so many people, and we did touch on this, are just missing that conversation piece now because yeah. we're living in a world where we're all home. We're all, you know, behind our phones, behind the computer yep. on social media, where we feel like we have to talk to the entire world when we post I know. when really we just need to reach out to a few people a day. And that's how we can grow our business. And it sounds so simple, but people are just not doing it. It's so true. And if you're even listening to this podcast and you think all five of those things, where am I going to find the time? Mm -hmm. Start with one. And then mm -hmm. once you've kind of dialed that in, add the second, you might find that by implementing two of those strategies, you get a few new clients and you're maxed out, or you might find, okay, I need to add the third one on. Um, but it's constantly paying attention to, to what's working now and what do I need to shift? And I would say, Make sure you tap through your organic marketing first before you go on to paid ads. Yeah, I love that. And just for something like I'll share, I'll share some, a story about myself and even some of my coaches, like we have, we have a private Facebook community, which um, is past clients, current clients, and then a lot of people that even come in and, and ask 
guests to join to see what we're all about. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes my energy goes like, oh my gosh, I have to go post on Instagram or I need to make sure that I'm doing a post every day on Instagram, talking yeah. to such a wide group of people, like, like I was saying, the entire world. Yep. When really I have to switch my mindset about going to the group that actually is inside my world and cares about me and probably will be more likely to, you know, jump into, you know, the, the zoom call I'm having or mm -hmm. the challenge that I'm going to host next rather than talking to yep. the whole world. Right. So it's almost like switching your mindset. Yeah. Someone once said to me, uh, and I tell my clients this to ask yourself, do you need more leads or mm. do you need to better nurture the leads you already have? Yes. And usually it's the latter part. You don't need more. You're just ignoring everybody who is currently, you know, on the cusp of working with you. And that's a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I often say this to, I wonder if you agree on, on this. So I often say this to coaches that are just starting out when they're just starting about 75% of their business should be, and I'm talking specifically to nutritionists and fitness coaches, Yeah, 75% should be concentrating on the fitness because they need their certs at that time. They need yep. to, they need experience, um, and they need to work on case studies and that sort of thing. And about 25% yeah. is on marketing and sales. Now in your second year of coaching, I say that it's about a 50, 50 split in your third year. It should be only 25% where you're focusing on your yeah. clients and 75% should be on marketing and sales. And then when you hit that hundred K mark, it should really be 90%. You're doing your sales and your yeah. marketing and 10% because you have structures in place or maybe people helping you with the coaching side of things. But if you're really looking to grow your coaching business more than a hundred K 90% should be spent on marketing and sales. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I teach a very similar philosophy, so I don't have too much to add to that. I think that's very smart. Like when I'm teaching holistic nutritionists, their first year, it's like invest in your learning, like really yeah. get good mm -hmm. at your craft. Right. But the moment you graduate is when the marketing needs to be dialed up a little bit, especially because if you have income or revenue goals, you will need to switch and not just be completely immersed in your craft, but you do have yes. to start working on that business acumen. And based on how big that goal is, like you could almost spend up to 50% of your time on sales and marketing, if you're really trying to build momentum. But like you said, I love the idea of at least 25 to 50% um, in those first couple of years. Yeah. And you're right. It keeps going up and up and you get to delegate more and more of the admin mm -hmm. jobs, the small jobs, um, and maybe pass off a little bit of your training, but that's why it's so important much as we just want to spread our gift to the world and be a nutritionist, be a trainer, be a yeah. wellness pro. We also can't do this if we don't build up the business skills, like the amount of people I have seen who are just so heart centered and they just, yeah. they let people cancel on them two minutes before. And they, um, they're just so serving to their clients that they don't have time for the business side of it. But yeah. ultimately what happens is that they have to shut the business down because they're not making the money because they don't have the process and systems in place. And that's not a great spot for wellness pros to be. No, either, you're so. not making the impact you want to make at that point. Right. You have to think about the bigger impact that you, you started off, you wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And if you're not getting to those people 
likely are not going to be able to, to do that. Right. So yeah. it's, it's finding that balance, um, which can be challenging, but this is why, you know, there's people like you and, and, and us just teaching that side of the business where a lot of people don't realize they have to focus on, you know, especially in the coaching space. Cause we're so heart centered and we want to help people. So I'm going to ask you just a few more questions before we sign off, but would there be, so out of the five tips mm-hmm. that you gave us, what, if somebody is just starting off, like, let's say they have their certs, they have a few clients, but their focus is really, they, they need to build their, their client list up. What would be the first one you would focus on? Create some sort of micro experience and invite 30 people into it. Mm. So whether it's a challenge, whether it's a masterclass or a webinar, um, maybe it's some sort of workshop that you're delivering at the local community center, or maybe your experience is free one-on-one fitness audits. That's an experience too, right? So what can people do to test drive your offer Mm. right now? Just start there. You don't need anything fancy. Don't need funnels. You don't need an email list. You don't need a website. You just need to have people experience how awesome you are. And the rest is history. I love that. And you can do that right now. Right now. Yep. Yep. Amazing. And I think, you know, this question, (laughs) if you listen to my podcast, but what would the word strong mean to you or what does the word strong mean to you? I should say. Yeah. I think about this a lot because as just a human on this earth, as an entrepreneur, there are so many highs and lows in life and especially Mm -hmm. in business, like it very much ebbs and flows. And I talk a lot about the dips of entrepreneurship, like those days when you wake up and you're like, what the heck am I doing? Why do I feel like nothing's ever going to inch forward? And these dips don't last, but I feel like the stronger you are physically, mentally, spiritually, the shorter those dips become, right? So Mm. when we work on ourselves, when we empower ourselves through fitness, through strength training, when we listen to great podcasts like this one, we become stronger. And then when those dips happen in life, we're able to kind of come out on the upswing faster than before. So that's what it means to me is like cultivating that strong mind, body, and spirit. Uh, so that when shit happens and it does, you can rise out of it a little bit faster each time. And that's a really good feeling to know that, you know, you're becoming stronger, uh, in all facets of your life. I love that Kelsey. I love that so much. And I feel like the more you prepare yourself for the dips, (laughs) the more, the more you can just just be like, okay, I'm supposed to be experiencing this right now. Right. Yeah. Like it's all part of a journey. but like you said, you know, working on every aspect of your strength to help you get out of those low moments is, uh, is key. And, um, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with me today. It was so many great tips. I know all our listeners have got so much out of, out of today. So thank you for that. Where can everybody find you, Kelsey? Like what's your podcast? I want people to go and follow you and, you know, DM you, or if there's anything that you, um, yeah, can offer our audience, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, best place if you want to learn more about marketing, finding clients. I create a lot of content for you on my website at kelseyridle.com. It's all catered towards wellness, fitness, nutrition pros. Uh, so you can find out more there. Instagram at Kelsey Rydell, or the podcast is called Visionary Life and you've been on it. So <laughs> they can start with that episode. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes and I'll link all of your um, social and your website in the show notes so people can find you easily. Thank you so much again for, for coming on and we will chat with you soon. Thanks. And that's a wrap on another episode guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.